Okay, Shalom Abracha, thank you so much for joining. Be'ezer Hashem, we're going to start today's shir, tonight's shir, with the Chevron Eretz Yisrael. Thank you for those tuning in on Zoom and the Chevron Facebook as well. And whoever's going to be listening to this afterwards, the Siyat Rishmai. I hope everybody's enjoying their, their day. Okay, so let's jump back into Sicha Saran. Taira or Sicha um, Nun Aleph. This is going to be, Be'ez Hashem, the third segment in our study of this lengthy and fundamental sicha. And we are not going back to the beginning this time. The last couple of times we kept on going back to the beginning. Now we're moving forward. But before we do, I just want to take a look at this piece from Shari Kedusha from Rav Chaim Vital, based on the teachings of the Arizal which does touch on the main point that we spoke about last time with regard to money. If you remember, we spoke at length, at length. Rabbi Nachman said that mois enum klum, and that in that consciousness that we spent a long time developing, that idea of limshach elatachlis hanitzchi, the concept of koach hamashicha, the concept of the koach hamoshech, of a person that's connected to the gravity of spirituality, and a person that's not caught up in what we referred to, what Rabbi Nachman refers to in Torah Ayin in the 70th lesson of Lukut Imran, as the Koach HaMachriach, that force that prevents us from being naturally drawn to what our Neshamas want to be connected to, in such a consciousness of Ha'ilam Hazeh Enoi Klum, like Rabbi Nachman begins the Sicha with, a person realizes that money is not to make it or break it. And of course, we spent a great deal of time talking about the importance of Ishtadlus and how each of us, and we're going to speak at length as we go through the Sicha about the importance of balance and the importance of health and staying away from extremism. So a person needs to go ahead and do a measure of Ishtadlus. Certainly people like myself, people like us, or great tzaddikim who mamish lived on the level where they didn't do anything, you know, and Hashem just showered them. But for most people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects that we're doing our Ishtadlus. But at the same time, the point Rabbi Nachman is trying to make is that with this consciousness, with this awareness, it doesn't essentially define my capacity to live a full life. Regard, right? It, it, meaning, meaning to say financial success doesn't define that. And no matter what the situation is, obviously, you know, abject poverty, it can get in the way, right? But different standards, different levels, especially today, especially since so many people's standards with regard to what they consider to be success is always bumped up and raised by what people around them are doing. And this, you know, the, in, in certain places, you know, the, the, the degree to which the simchas are, are opulent, right? And different standards for what music looks like at, a, at an event and what food looks like and so on and so forth. If a person's not able to hold up to that standard, like, why should it matter a person? Now, again, if a person is mivulbal, and if a person is confused, and a person is subject to the error of thinking that this world is mamish to be lived for this world, and that social status matters, and my own and our own or this person's own self confidence and the person's own self-respect is dependent on what other people think of them, so then it matters a great deal. But to a person that understands that all of that is shtuyot, and that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is mamish with us, and we're sent here for a mission, and that we shouldn't get distracted or confused or withheld or held back or prevented from engaging in Kedusha because of this worldly matter, so it's not a defining factor. Of course, it's wonderful if a person is able to go ahead and have financial security, and I bless it on me, and I bless it on all of us, and all of Am Yisrael. Rabbi Nachman is, was saying and telling us last time, 
that that's not mamish the you know the the, the essential factor uh, you know that 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 contributes really to one's happiness that contributes to one's feeling of satisfaction or fulfillment a person with an otherworldly consciousness plows forward no matter what the circumstances of one's life certainly begashmias and even baruchnias but certainly in a, in a physical sense no matter what those circumstances look like and if you hear the shari kedusha really hammers that point home in a very powerful way and then we'll go weiter we'll, we'll continue beis rashem in uh, in sichon and aleph so he writes over here ve'ech how could a person be so incredibly invested in this world to the point that it, it, it matters? Like the word makbid, they're, 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 they're insistent upon things needing to be a certain way. Like we spoke last time, right? we should all live again till 120 and a long and happy life, but at the end, Nobody escapes it. So the end, we're leaving this place. This place is not a place that we should invest in essentially. It's a place to gather our bearings and get our bearings and figure out, okay, how can I use this to invest in eternity? But not that I spend my entirety of this time investing in a world that's, not, that's fleeting and not lasting. Right, that the pasuk says, and a spirit passes over it, and it's gone. And your place, right, not your place, but a person's place when they leave the world, is uh, is is immediately occupied by other people and other things, and you know. Pasik says, Neshkachti kemes milev, right? That after some time, people that pass away, they're forgotten. And as much as we remember them, but they're not occupying a place in our minds and our hearts as if they lived with us, as if they were, you know, reality in this world. Roy of Yaimru Ayoy, the people that see you now will one day say, Ayoy, where is he? So powerful. So why are we becoming saddened? And why are we becoming anxious? And why do we care so much about an oilam she'ena shalcha? It's not yours. It's not even yours. So he says like a person wouldn't get so bent out of shape if he sees, you know, something that, that's completely unrelated to him, somebody else's Indian. It's like, it's like, what do you care? That's not, it's not your thing, Legamri. It's, it's somebody else's, you know, okay, you could care about somebody's, you know, gets into an accident and the car is totaled. It matters to you, but it's not going to ruin your day like if it was your car. It's, it's somebody else's, you know, so you carry on, you contribute maybe if they need help and whatever it is. And obviously you care about them if it's a friend, but if it's some random stranger that you read on the news, somebody had an accident, it's not doing to you what it would do if it was your own car, right? So, this life, and this is the Chiddush, meaning your life in this world is an Olam She'ina Shalcha. Even though, what do you mean? It's my, it's my life. But the answer is, in relation to the true life, it's not your life. Eina Shalcha doesn't belong to you. How could it be that, again, we get completely and entirely bewildered over this world that's not essentially ours or lasting, but we don't stop for a moment to worry about our soul leaving the body and where it's going to go for all eternity and what it will look like when it goes back to that place, what we're bringing with us. It's not so much, oh no, we're worried about punishment. I don't know if anybody really grew you know, from that consciousness. It needs to be there because we believe in Oynish. But we're speaking here about something else. We're speaking about something else. We're speaking about the missed opportunity, Shabbat. Right, the pasuk says, "With what 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 face are you going to come before Hakadosh Baruch Hu?" Meaning to say, what do we bring with us, and that we don't think about, 
And that most people don't think about, even if they're devoting time to and davening three times a day, it's like a token membership that we pay. But it's not an, it's not an investment. It's not a commitment of essence, of my soul, to say that this is the bulk of what I spend my time thinking about. This is the primary aspect or facet of my life and the realm in which I live for the most part. It becomes something peripheral. Yeah, I dab in three times a day and I put on tefillin and I wear tzitzis and I wear a yarmulke and I do all the things that I'm saying. keep Shabbos, of course, and the mitzvahs that we do. But even so, it can be possible for a person to do all of those things and for 99.9% of the things that they care about. It's not, it's not something I care about. It's something I do. It's not something I care about. Like I care about Parnassa, like I care about what the neighbor thinks of me, like I care about the schools that my kid is going to either get into or not get into, and so on and so forth. Says the Shari Kedusha, he's not telling you it has to be 99.9% the other way, but make a cheshbon. Think about how much time we have and how much time we're spending worrying over a world that's fleeting when we should be devoting at least a sizable amount of time every day. Rabbi Nachman would refer to it as his right? at least an hour, maybe more. But the whole day should become, like we speak oftentimes, one big hispodida session in the sense that it's mamish, the nekuda of Davra Melech va'anit fila. Where Davra Melech says va'anit fila. I am tfila. Now, I, I do not daven. I am davening. That's what Hasidus wants. That's what Rabbi Nachman wanted. That's what our Kaddish Baruch wanted. That the ikr, 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 so from a number of svarim today, I'm translating the Siyat Rishmaya Sefer on, on, uh, on Simcha. And so he quoted in a footnote over there, he quoted from a number of tzaddikim that all say the same thing. Mamish from Kadmoinim, not just more recent tzaddikim, Mamish Kadmoinim, who say, Rabbi Yoyna, he brought, and, and, and I can look it up, um, a number of other tzaddikim, tzaddikim who say that the essence of a mitzvah is the simcha. That's the essence of the mitzvah. And then Ayman al says something similar in Parshas Ve'er, which he also quoted over there, that the maise mitzvah, the actual action that we do and all the halachas that we learn and how to do it right and so on and so forth at the right time, in the right place, in the right way, v'chule, is all a kli, is all a vessel to enable me and you to express our desire to do the mitzvah. That's all a mitzvah is. Meaning to say the physical act is a kli, it's, a, uh, um, it's like a tool that enables the Jewish heart to demonstrate the extent of its desire, the extent of its commitment, the extent of its love. But how crazy if we get caught up in the kli and we forget the R. And that's what Hasidus came really to Yiddishkeit to try to rectify this because they saw that happening for a number of sociological reasons, right? At that period of time after Shabbat Tzvi and so on and so forth, there was a feeling that we needed to mamash go to the other extreme and shut out any of that you know, mystical feeling. What, what is feeling? And feeling could be, you know, could be, could be a dimian, it could be a, a delusion. And Hasidah said, listen, you know, we can do this in a healthy way. We can do this in a center way where the halachic commitment doesn't cause us to need to sacrifice on the ruach. And the ruach, the spirit and the kavon and the feeling, doesn't need to detract from the halacha. We can have two things at once. And they demonstrated, the Hasidic masters demonstrated this health. They demonstrated for us how to do that in an amazing way, for the most part, in an amazing way. And so this was what the Shari Kedusha is saying, very powerful. 
How can it be that a person cares so much about amassing wealth and building houses, and not just houses, wings, right? Today, people are building wings and whole, a whole building for a family of five, you know, it's like a whole huge mansion. While you are Lekvaris Yuval, you're in the middle of being led to the caver. Yuval is, is a lotion of bringing, of leading. Like you're going into the ground and you're worried spending your whole life building above the ground for other people to then occupy. While you're going not above the ground, but under the ground, and, and me, and all of us again after, after 120. And this is the consciousness that we need to have in moments of clarity. Apologize, all the chever join a, 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 an optimistic, positive breast of sheer. <laughs> this is the kind of, uh, of heavy stuff you get. Okay, it's just beginning. As Hashem will get to happier stuff in a minute. But this is also important. You'll have left it to someone else. So why should you work so hard? Again, make a parnasa, make a parnasa. The viceroy in the story of the lost princess asks for money for expenses. That's what he needs. Doesn't need anything more. I need to make sure that I can live comfortably. That's it. More than that, for what purpose? For what purpose? Anything, every, anyway, everything is tully in your mazel and whatever, you know, like they say, not a dollar more, not a dollar less than you were supposed to get, not a dollar more. The Gemara tells us, even a Sefer Torah is tully in that place of mazel. Again, this terminology, why should you invest so much time and effort and energy and care and concern into a world that's not yours? In a blink of an eye, we can depart. It's a far longer journey than any journey will take internationally. But there's no preparation needed. Mamish in a split second. But the Chiddush is that all of our life should be a preparation for this. All of the effort that you put in you'll have wasted your energy. Why should we be forsaking the Torah? Not, not, it doesn't just mean learning Torah, but it means mamish a life of teaching, a life of learning, a life of of hora'a, of embodying Hakadosh Baruch Hu's guidance with regard to the best life that we can be living. Forsaking that la'esav chayisha, mamin chayisha, just to amass this worldly things. This worldly objects. And again, whatever HaKadosh Baruch already decided upon you, whether wealth or whether the opposite, there's nothing you can do to change it. That's, that's on Hashem. So no matter how much a person tries to go ahead and break that, so anyway, it's a waste. So again, but, but how would you know? Because you have to do your established in a normal way, in a balanced way. But this craze of needing mamish to commit oneself more and more and more and and and, and you know workaholics and all this stuff it's a waste 
You won't even have attained half of what your desire is, as the Gemara says, right? Right? A person who, or Yeshlim, on a Messiah, a person who has a money, he wants to. And so he says, anyway, you'll have, you'll have wasted your life. Why are we investing again so much into our bodily, physical, this worldly existence when tomorrow, and Bezer Hashem, that tomorrow means after 120, the day after 119 years old and 364 days, you're laying in the dust. It's just not a good scene. And so this is a very sobering thought. And it and 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 it, it requires you know a, a real clarity and a question that we need to ask ourselves again perfection may you know elude us necessarily that's not what we're shooting for when I speak to people all the time I like to clarify you know, when we speak about you know, tshuva and living living properly and aligned it's very difficult you know for a person to be perfect the, the pasuk says that ain't sadik ba'aretz and it's understandable in as much as a person is trying the hardest that they can. Things happen, a slip happens. You're going through what we refer to in the story of our lives as the desert, right? You go into a period of numbness and your, your davening is not with a fire and, that, and that we get that, you know? And person wakes up a little late, you know, one day, whatever it is, life happens along the way. There are ups and downs, that's normal. But the question is, where's your yesod? That's the question. Where, where like we also refer to in the Sparks from Redditch, where is your house and where is your hotel? Right? Meaning to say, what area of your life do you live in? Where is your home? Where's your headquarters? And if your headquarters is in Kedusha, and then from time to time you wander out a little bit, no, no, you know, no, no. And again, not, not that, that that's allowed, right? Obviously, we're trying the best that we can, but it happens, it happens. But what the tzaddikim are trying to do was to help us root ourselves in Kedusha. That's the essence of my life. That's what I think about when I'm walking down the street. That's ikhbatli. I care about that more than I care about anything else. That's the shift that needs to take place. That's the shift that these kinds of teachings help us to experience, to move into Yiddishkeit. Bo ela teva. Come into the teva. Kinim tasa sateva, like the Kedusha slave, he says, Kinim tasa sateva, teva means an ark, literally, but it could also mean the tevas of Tyre and Tfila, the words of Tyre and Tfila. Kinim means a house. Cain is a nest. Al-Kan Cain is a house. Kinim tasa sateva, make Yiddishkeit your home. Move in. Let that be the essence, the center, the headquarters. Yes, there are other things in your life, but more often than not, the more rooted one is, in the base Hashem, then Then even in the chatzar, even in those different arenas of your life where you'll be wandering, but it's still You'll flourish there because Shesulim Hashem, because your root is founded in the bias, in the house. Beis Hashem, shifti beveis Hashem, kol yemei chayai. That's all David HaMelech wants. Ulevaker behei And then in all the places that you visit, in the other arenas of your life, they'll also classify as hei They'll also classify as hei Your parenting, and, you're, and you're, you're hanging out with your wife, you know, date night or date morning. 
and, uh, and, 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 and all your different creative expressions and your hobbies and things you're interested in and, and your downtime and, and relax, you know, and spending time with friends and, and, and you know, community things, etc. All the different arenas of life, whatever it is, your occupation, your work, your job, your, your learning, certainly your davening, all of this will become bubbled over, you know, the, 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 uh, the kedusha of that essential bond with this home of shifti bevei Hashem will will bubble over into all those areas as well. So that's a very, very important thing to think about. You know, wh- what, what do we spend our time thinking about? What do we spend our time worrying about? Where are we really? Who are we really? How do we identify ourselves? How do we identify our mission? If we have 24 hours, in, well, really in a day, if we have 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 waking hours in a day, hopefully more than that, how is our time divided? How do we utilize free time? Is there such a thing as free time in the life of a Jew? It's a pella sometimes. When you look at, you know, teenagers oftentimes that, uh, you know, th- that a Jew should be bored is a, is a pella. That a Jew should be lounging around in sweatpants and a tank top in the middle of the day with just aimless, nothing to do is a, is a pella. Think of it. Think of it. For from Jews, a percentage of a percentage of a decimal point in the world who are only around because hundreds if not thousands of generations of Babas and Zaydas and people who mamish, mamish, sacrifice those chevra all the way throughout the generations gave their lives and were ready to give their lives so that the baton could be passed on because we have a mission to the Shekhinah, we have a mission to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. we are responsible to go ahead and to do what it is that He brought us into the world to do, which is to illuminate our surroundings to the extent possible, to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything through our awareness and through conscious dialogue with others and our learning and our davening, the mitzvahs, tikkunim, like we have a mission to the world and we are the heirs in the final generation of that incredibly remarkable uh, legacy. And we lounge around in sweatpants as if there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There is so much to do and life is so short. Now again, we're not blaming. Chaver don't know. They, first of all, they don't realize how short life is. Second of all, they're not aware that Yiddishkeit is a mission. What do you mean? Yiddishkeit is davening, Yiddishkeit is learning, and when now is not davening time, and now is not learning time, and now is not Pesach or Sukkot, and I'm not shaking the lulav, and I'm not doing a mitzvah, what else do you want me to do? And Hasidus comes to tell you, are you, are you, you're not, you're not thinking, or you were never educated. Yiddishkeit is everything. There's no such, there's no moment that's outside the realm of Avodah Hashem. Never a moment. And like I say over, oftentimes, that was one of the, like, the early, early shifts for me was learning Chavos HaTamidim when he tells the Bachar, the young student, which literally was myself at the time, he says, we don't want to turn you into an extremist, essentially. He says, you're going to be a normal kid. You're going to hang out with friends and have good time. But you're going to bring Hashem into that. That was life-changing for me. I had never heard anybody say such a thing like that, in that way. Of course, they speak about, you know, playing sports, sports, sportsmanship and midas and not making people feel left out. But that, that I could maintain a conscious awareness of a Kodesh Baruch Hu while I'm playing basketball, while, okay, baseball was more my thing, while I'm playing baseball, while, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, that Yiddishkeit spills over into all arenas of life when we're planted in the base Hashem, when we're Shesulim of the base Hashem. So I think most people are, are just, unfortunately, they haven't yet been made aware of these ideas. 
And so it's a, it's, a, it's a much more peripheral engagement with Yiddishkeit where it's a hotel thing, but it's not where we live. And we, we, our generation, Mamish, we need to move in. And we are. We are. It's, it's crazy what's going on. It's Mamish amazing. There's an awakening like not to be believed. And you're going to see more and more and more. It's snowballing. The yeshivas are, are aware of it. They see what's going on, which guys are on fire, and they know exactly why. And they're trying to figure out, you know, how to walk that delicate, delicate balance between their Messiah and doing something new, which is, of course, you know, delicate and, and, and nuanced. And it takes time, but it's, it's happening. It's, you see it. it it's, it's mamish happening. And so, Baruch Hashem, more and more people are, are moving in. But we're a little bit fed up. We're, we're fed up with a societal Yiddishkeit. We're fed up with it. We know there's something more. We know that there's something more, and B'chaz de Hashem, we're grabbing it with both hands. So, Mamash Ashreinu. Mamash, Mamash Ashreinu. Okay, so with that, let's move a little bit further. In, uh, in Sichas Ranun Aleph, B'siyat HaDashmaya. Says, the Yisrael, Amen. A privilege to learn His words with you. Thank you for joining. So he says, Hashem. When it comes to serving Hashem, Eini Yodea Mihu, Sheyuchaloymer Sheyavod Es Hashem. He says, I don't know anybody who can honestly say that they serve God. I don't know why anybody would say such a thing. doesn't sound like something an Ovid Hashem would say. On the contrary, that's usually a hint that they're not doing it right. But he says, even a person, you know, Mamish in a heart-to-heart, -heart, not in an arrogant way, he says, I don't know that anyone can actually say this genuinely or legitimately. Because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness, and he says, it's really impossible. Think of it. What it means, what it means. We're so not conscious, right? We're so not aware. And the beginning of Shulchan Aruch tells us already that a Jew should live mamish with the awareness of Shivisi Hashem Lanagdi Samit. That means to say that a Kaddish Baruch is a reality and a He cares about what we do and how we behave in every single moment and how we speak. It's very difficult to maintain such a level of awareness of consciousness. Extremely, extremely difficult. But if we were to remain in that awareness, let's say the, the highest moment of your life, you know, whether it's Rosh Hashanah or it's Yom Kippur, that moment, the highest moment, a moment of absolute clarity and awareness, even then, we wouldn't be able to go ahead and say that we're mamish, you know, serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu in accordance with, with what we're aware of and how great and all of what He does for us and for the world. Unfathom, just absolutely unfathomable. Absolutely unfathomable. The important thing to realize, even before going further to see what the point is here, is that Rabbi Nachman doesn't mean to discourage us. The Rebbe doesn't mean to tell us that there, there's no use because you can't do it anyway. First of all, parenthetically, I want to tell you a teaching from the Kedusha Slevi that's actually, Mamish, turns this into a chizik. The Kedusha Slevi says, the Pasuk says, until Hashem, yashmi'a kol which literally means, who can, maybe for this reason, on a simple level, that's what the Pasuk means, Hashem, who, who can purport to tell over and to relate the gvuris of HaKadosh Baruch the, the awesome wonders of Hashem, the awesome might of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yashmi'a kolti to tell over all of His praise. Yeah, the simple level is Mama saying this, 
Who, who could even begin to do such a thing? To tell over all of Hashem's praise, our puny minds, even in, the, in, the, you know, in our greatest, wildest dreams and imaginations and highest perceptions, it's an inkling of an inkling of an inkling of Hashem's Ein Sof. Our minds are limited by time, by space. We can't fathom it. Says the Bredichavari, Mamish turns the Pasuk around. Listen to this. And there should mamish stay with you because it's such a chizuk. It's, su- it's such a sobering, honest, authentic Torah from a, from a, from a gadol hadar, from a, from a tzaddik yusayid oilam. Gave me such chizuk when I saw this. He reads it like this. Because mi Hashem, because who can honestly say, like the Rebbe is saying over here, that their mom is serving Hashem, meaning to say because nobody can, then guess what? Therefore, Yashmiya kol tihilasai. Therefore, everyone's got a shot. Everyone's got a shot. Because nobody can, Memela, everybody can. Because nobody can. If there were those that could and there were those that couldn't, so then Memela, how should I open my mouth when the Reb Chaim Kanievsky is serving Hashem on the highest level? Says the Bredich of Arav, listen to me. Mi imal Hashem. Nobody can. Memela yashmiya kol You also can get involved. It's a pella of a Torah. It's so strong. This mom is so strong. It's like, think of it. You know, the major leagues, so they're, they're very, 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 very advanced players. And they're playing on a level that's like way, way beyond how much training and how much time they spend learning and training and, and working and, and all of that. So, if a person is even slightly like 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 a, a tri, you know a, I think it's a single A or double A or triple A. Which one's the one right before the major leagues? Triple A or single A? Can't remember. It's certainly not double A. Okay, but whatever it is, you'll tell me afterwards. But um, but but even a person like that, so you know, clap a major league players, he can't play. But a little league team, where nobody could play. So if you just know how to sit out there in right field and just space out for a, a little bit and you need to feel good because you're on a team, you could also join. Says the Kedusha Slavi, Yiddishkeit is not the major leagues. It can't be. Because nobody's good at this game. Nobody. Yiddishkeit is a little league game. That's a nice title for this year. Little, Thank you. Yiddishkeit is a little league game. And Mimela, everyone has a chance. From the biggest Paisik to the biggest Talmudist to the, to the simplest Tehillim Zagar, the woodshop or the schlepper. This is a tzaddik I could be makabal from. A tzaddik who could say a Torah like this that so much bespeaks the authenticity, the humility, the simplicity. Where do you hear Gedalim speak like this? Oftentimes, you know, you get the sense when you're learning these farm that they're all the way up here and you're all the way down here and they're just sending stuff down. And the Bredichever in this Torah puts his arm around you. He says, listen, we're all in this together. Who's playing right field today? You or me? We're all in this together. Incredible. And so I want to I wanna, I wanna take you through a medrash. Also, such a powerful, powerful medrash. The Medrash is in Shemois Rabbah, it's on a Pasuk in Eoiv. And the Pasuk in Eoiv says, But Elihu Amar. Elihu, one of Eoiv's friends, the whole Eoiv is basically a set of conversations that Eoiv has after suffering terrible calamities, working through theological and existential questions with his friends who advise him. So Elihu is one of the friends. But Elihu Amar, Elihu comes and says, Shakai Loimitsa Nuhu Sagikach. 
which seems to say on a literal sense, we have not found that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is sufficiently powerful. Shakai, Hashem, loy mitzanuhu sagi koyach. Sagi means enough. Sagi koyach, that he has enough power. Says the, 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 the Medrash, Misha shemeah ha-pasik If you heard this pasik out of context, Amar Hashem achirufamu. He's just, it's heresy. It's, it's total blasphemy. Chas But he says, no, 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 no. You're not understanding how to read the Pasuk. Listen to this. This is what Elihu meant to say. We have not seen the ultimate extent of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation to His creations. She'ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu betarchus in Briyos. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't come to be matriach on a person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only comes upon a person, meaning to say, enters his life, demands a commitment, demands a person achieving certain levels and striving for different vistas. Only in accordance with the person's strength. And do you know whose responsibility this is? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't come down on his own. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes down through tzaddikim. Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to in the Svarim as the Sarsur, the in-between. He's the middleman. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu always runs things through that, through that channel. That the tzaddikim are the ones that bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu down. Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to as Sheshvina Demalka, the one who accompanies the king. That means to say that this responsibility of giving over Hashem to Yidin in a way that they can handle it is the responsibility of the Tzadik Hadar. Because our perception on our own of HaKadosh Baruch would be completely skewed vis-a-vis how HaKadosh Baruch actually would like us to relate to Him. And that's the job of the Tzadikim. To bring Hashem down into each person's life individually. Yoshua, the leader, is referred to as an Isha Sharuach boy. He has spirit in him. Rashi tells us that Yoshua knows how to go ahead and relate to each person on their own individual, unique level. We're speaking now in the Tari Yud and to the Chaver that are following those Shirim in preparation for Purim. What a privilege. We're learning over there about how the tzaddik has these two messages that he sends, aye and meloi, to the people that need a little bit of chizik. The tzaddik tells them, meloi chala arts Hashem fills all levels, he's with you too. And to the people that are a little bit getting ahead of themselves, the tzaddik says, whoa, aye mekoyim kavoyday, right? You really think that you, you know, you, you've gotten there, there's still many, many more levels. There's still many more levels. And so the tzaddik knows how to relate to each person and give them what they need. And he brings a raya here. When Hashem gave the Torah to Am Yisrael, if Hashem would have revealed Himself completely, they couldn't make it. And the pasuk says, "Right? Yisfim? No, is that the word? Not sure. It could be a misprint. It could be that's the that's the that's the word. So we can look up the pasuk." Doesn't sound right to me. Meaning to say, if we continue to hear, we're going to pass out. We're going to pass away. Only came to them in accordance with their koach. 
Shenemar kol Hashem bakoyach. Listen to this. What does that word mean? This is so powerful, this teaching. It's unbelievable. Everybody ordinarily reads this pasuk. Kol Hashem bakoyach. That Hashem's voice is bakoyach. It comes out with tremendous power. Kol Hashem bakoyach. Says the Medrash, no. It doesn't say Kol Hashem Bakoi which would refer to the, the strength of Hashem's voice. Ela Bakoyach Lefi Koi Choi Shall Kol Echod Vi Echod. I hope that you'll, and I hope that I'll think of this, Bezer Hashem in Kabbalah Shabbos, right before the Chadoidi, Kol Hashem Bakoyach. It's such a powerful thing. Hashem's voice echoes only in accordance with my own Koyach and with your own Koyach and what each and every individual is able to say, like we began this journey, this class trip with Rabbi Nachman in the very first Sicha, Ki Ani Odati Ki Gadol Hashem. Every Jew is able to say, I have my own perception. And we spoke about it in accordance with their challenges and with what they need to overcome in their circumstances. Every person's life is a uniquely stained glass colored hue through which the sunlight shines and comes through the world in a different way, comes into our lives in a different way based on our nature and based on our past and based on our future and based on all the different details of our unique fingerprint and our unique ice, our letter in the Torah that's absolutely and entirely different and distinct, and distinct from all other letters. That's how the, the echo of Hashem echoes into our lives. Bakoyach, not bakoychoy, but lefikoychoy shall kol echad echad. It's a remarkably compassionate teaching, a remarkably beautiful teaching. And of course, again, very clear because I could take this stuff out of context also. Doesn't mean to say that everyone can just sort of pick and choose, you know, like I, I don't have koyach today for tefillin. I don't have koyach. And we said, kol Hashem bakoyach. No. 613 mitzvahs are obligations that we need to do. We need to strive for. It's a ceiling. We try the best that we can. I don't know of anybody who keeps every single din in Shulchan Aruch exactly as it's supposed to be in written. Maybe tzaddikah, yisaydeh olam, but I see Shulchan Aruch as being the ceiling. And we're striving toward that. We're, and we're all, we're learning new halachas, hopefully, every day. And we're trying to keep new halachas every day. That's fine. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But, but, but like we spoke about before, shesulim beves Hashem. We don't want to take teachings like this and all of a sudden turn it into like a feel-good version of Yiddishkeit so that it's a pick and choose and it's not about Hashem and it's all about my own comfort. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to serve Hashem be'emes. Be'emes. But this can be a great help when we realize and remind ourselves if Taka today, I am not holding by A, B, C, or D and I mamish know that. And the circumstance is such that maybe it's even an oinus and I'm not able to. And, 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 and so the question is now, and this is what we spoke about very much in the context of Sicha Beis, do I fall apart or do I say, listen, I'm trying the best that I can. And this Sicha says, you don't fall apart. Kol Hashem Bakoyach. Hashem is coming to you and speaking to you and screaming out to you and calling to you in your own koach, in your own, in what you can handle in your own, in your own unique uh, situation. So that's what Ibn Nachman says over here. That ultimately, there's nobody who's able to say that their mom is serving Hashem, because again, we only have a certain amount of koach, and each of us is serving Hashem only in accordance with that koach, because we can't handle the full revelation of a Kodesh Baruch Hu all the time, or even a little bit. But Rabbi Nachman over here brings it into a different, uh, a different realm and a different place. And he says, Raka Iker Huharatsin. So Rabbi Nachman says, therefore, 
because there's nobody who quantitatively can go ahead and mamish say, you know, that they're fulfilling their obligation. Because even every single minute of your life was devoted to doing exactly what you're supposed to do with all the intensity and so on and so forth. It still wouldn't be enough. And we're certainly not doing that. And hopefully we are in a way, right? But we're not mamish doing that. We can't really do it. We don't have koyach to do that. Says Rabbi Nachman, there's an Eitzah. There's an Eitzah. And the Eitzah is Ratzayim. Raka Iker Hua Ratzayim. Lias Ratzayim Chazak V'takif Tamid Lehiskarev Elav Yizbarach. That a person should have that Ratzayim. That it shouldn't just be this peripheral engagement with Yiddishkeit we spoke about before. The hotel existence where, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part of our life that it's not Mukhrach Liot. It's an, it's an element. We like it. We appreciate it. We respect it. But I don't have a rut, an intense rut zone for it. And we have to try the best that we can through learning Torahs like this and contextualizing mitzvahs and Yiddishkeit Bechlal and understanding what our mission is and what the grand vision of this grand portrait of Yiddishkeit looks like Bechlal that we're trying to form with the puzzle pieces of Yiddishkeit um, and Torah and mitzvahs. So then a person is committed and a person desires it. That I'm walking down the street and that's what I'm thinking about. And that's what we're thinking about. And that's what we're krechzing over 20 times a day. I just want to be close to you. I just want to serve you properly. This is, what, this is what's we want to make use of our lives in this world, not to waste our time. Not to waste our time. And we're not. Baruch Hashem, we're not. But there's always room to grow. There's always more room. There's always more room to think these things over, mold them over, focus on them. And even Sarah ben Achman says that every Jew deep down wants to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he has that desire and that yearning. But we have to be aware that we go through different periods of time. Again, in the, in the context of the story of our lives and the, the lost princess, we go through deserts, fields, and forests. And then again, deserts, fields, and forests. Every single segment is a, different, is a different place, a different topography, different modes that we're in. And it's incre- that itself is incredibly, incredibly empowering when we don't make the mistake of thinking that just because we're feeling out of it a little bit, so something's wrong, something's terribly wrong. No, nothing's wrong. That's part and parcel of the journey. And that, that enables us to stay in the game, that enables us to stay healthy, to stay rooted, not to fall prey to the misconception that we're finished. We realize that it's another stage in the journey. But there, there are going to be fluctuations in that itself. There's always different, it's, it's fluctuating. Different things that we want, what we want, how much we want, the balance between the different things that we want and what we devote our time to in, in accordance with how much we want those things. But at the end of the day, even this all having been said, and with the, with the clarity may rosh, that it's going to be a process. Even this Indian of Ratzin is going, going to be a process. Rabbi Nachman says the main thing, the main thing in Yiddishkeit is Ratzon and Kisufin. A yearning, a longing. 
It's very difficult to yearn and to long for mitzvahs if we only see them only, if we see them as mitzvahs alone. Very difficult to yearn for tefillin if, if tefillin is an end unto itself as an obligation that I need to perform so that I can check it off and I did tefillin today. But when Yiddishkeit becomes contextualized in terms of the relationship we're trying to build, in terms of the shira shir manila doidi vidoidi li panim bipanim, the kruvim turning around, mu'urim zebazeh, embracing one another, when Yiddishkeit becomes about building that bond and channeling the light of the Shekhinah into our lives through the, the medium and the interface of Torah and Mitzvahs to then project it out into the world by becoming refined people, by becoming people that others are going to be able to set their time you know, to our clock tower, a muscle that we often give, or tune their instruments to our perfect pitch, right? To become people like that, which is essentially what Am Yisrael is supposed to be for the world, and why the world, as Rav Cook says, and other tzaddikim grow frustrated with us because we're not doing that and they know that we are supposed to give them something and we're not giving it to them. And that's why they hate us. That's why they hate us, essentially. Doesn't mean it's a good reason. It's not justifying hate. But ultimately, deep, deep, deep inside, Am Yisrael are here for a glorious purpose. That this is what we're supposed to do. That kind of mitzvah you could yearn for. Because it's difficult to yearn for an action. But when that action is seen as part and parcel of a relationship, that I can yearn for. I can yearn for another. And therefore, I can yearn for doing things that will bring me closer to the other. That's a very important yesod in understanding how to foster rutzon. People want to know, well, how do we get cheshik? Where do you get cheshik to learn? And the answer is by transforming our perception of what learning is. That's how. Because it's very difficult to get cheshit to learn. It's very difficult. Why should I want to do this? Well, it's very difficult to, to have a desire and a yearning for something that I, that I don't really want to do. It's very hard. But when I realize that learning is one brick in the edifice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace and protection, and that divine light that's coming down to permeate every facet of my being, that I want, that I can yearn for. And so even though I'm not good at Gemara, and even though I might have trouble reading, and even though it takes me three hours to get through two lines, whatever it is, each person's circumstance, it, does, it makes no difference because it's not about what I'm doing. It's about the grander context within which what I'm doing fits. There I can foster cheshek. There we can fill our children's hearts with a rutzon for Yiddishkeit. Because even if they don't like the way, the, the way tefillin feel, they're yearning for the, for the relationship that tefillin enables them to forge is sufficiently powerful that they can come to enjoy even things that they wouldn't ordinarily enjoy in and of themselves, in and of these things themselves. That's very important. So Rabbi Nachman says, and, and here's what he says. He doesn't say that the main thing is to yearn for mitzvahs, again, because that, that's, not, that's not what we're speaking about here. That we should be going ahead and yearning for Hashem. That's the end. Not learning, learning. A sitting yeshiva on 2,000 shirim about the importance of learning. Give me one shir about the importance of dveikas Hashem. One, just one. I'm just asking for one shir. Just one shir. Tell me that all the learning is for Hashem. 
Don't give speeches about Torah outside the context of speaking about Dveikas Bashem. It's counterproductive. It's not going to foster the healthy, incredible, incredible, glorious vision for what Yiddishkeit can look like. Rav Cook says that in the final generation, our neshamas are yearning to see the way in which every prat is makusher to the klal. And Rav Cook says that pratim, bilti mikusharim to the klalim, or to the klal, are not going to be able, I think the Lashon is lit, yashiv alalev. In our generation, it's not going to settle if we're trying to give over to our kids and to our students one Mishnah Brura without connecting it to the klal of Yiddishkeit. So it's not going to do it for us. We have big neshamas today. Big, big neshamas. Our generation is a wondrous, wondrous generation. Mamish, Apella, our neshamas are, are gigantic. And they're so klali that they're looking to see the klal. And the pratim, without the klal, it's not settling in. We grow frustrated from that. But on the other hand, to connect with the klal without the pratim isn't either. What's the goal, Chevra? It's very easy. I don't know why people are always the one extreme or the other. Both. We can do both. We call it the princess and the six sons. Shabbos and the six days of the week. We don't need to sacrifice. It's a farce. It's a, it's a simplistic and simple-minded way of thinking that it's got to be either or. That's a bina brain. The Chachma brain is makif. The Chachma brain realizes you can have this and that, not this or that. We need Nigla and we need Nister. We need Nister and we need Nigla. We need Halacha and we need Kavana. We need Kavana, but we also need Halacha. All of these things are true. And life is all about this balance. It shouldn't be that difficult. It really shouldn't. Okay, Be'ezer Hashem, our Chavra is going to mamish change the world. But this is, this is what we're giving over all the time. This balance, this healthy, healthy, healthy balance that mamish leads to a, to a sense of incredible Yishev Das. Yishev Das Daika. Das is the balance between Chachma and Bina. That's, that's Yishev Das. If you don't have Das, it's not, it's not be Yishev. It's not, it's not real. It's unhealth. That's what unhealth is. It's either to one extreme or the other. We can do both. We can do it properly. And we are doing it properly. And we'll continue to do it properly, Be'ezer Hashem, and spread this to other Yidin by modeling it. So Ibn Nachman says the main thing is to have a rutzen and kisufin a love. So in the same breath, Rabbi Nachman says, because people could be confused. They read this line. Rabbi Nachman said the main thing is desire. So all I need is desire. No, no, read a couple more words. The main thing is desire, but that doesn't in any way take away from the responsibility to then channel that desire in our davening, in our mitzvahs, incomplete or necessarily incomplete as they may be. But once I expressed my rutzon, I've rectified that issue. Let's read one more line and I'll get back to explaining exactly how with the help of the master of the world and b'schus all the chever learning together. Right again, in accordance with Hakadosh Baruch Hu's greatness, and everything that we're doing, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, the 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 the, um, the Magen of Mizrich has a big Torah on Bachatzoitzeres, Chatzoitzeres, or Chatzitzuris. It's a whole, it's all Torah. Ben Achman, I think, in in Samach Gimel speaks about Maimer and and Chatzim Maimer. It's it's Mamash Abachin of Chatzim Maimer. It's not even a whole word. It's not the word Barashis. It's the word Bara. It, we, we don't, we can't even say the full word. Anything that we're doing is a Chatzim Maimer. It's Chatzoitzeres. It's Chatzitzuris. It's a half a thing. It, 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 no matter how much we do, and no matter how completely we try to serve Hashem, 
It's, and he says, it's it's, it's like nice try. Like, no, no matter what you're doing. So now on one hand, that could be very discouraging. But Rabbi Nachman says, no, he's using it as the biggest encouragement because we're all just trying. So no matter who you are, everybody can do their best. It's all a ki'ilu. But that's what Hashem wants is the ki'ilu. It doesn't mean to say that Hashem is disappointed, that Hashem doesn't expect anything more. Call Hashem bakoyach. We already said Hashem only expects us to do what we can. And so it doesn't bother him that it's a ki'ilu. Rabbi Nachman says in different pla- in different places, I think the Baal Shem HaKadosh says, that, that, that sometimes, you know, you have a little toddler, a one and a half year old, two year old, he's just starting to speak. He's not a great, eloquent orator. He's not, you know, articulating Mamash's deepest feelings. He can, he can hardly string together three words. But the father and the mother will have more pleasure from that than a big speech that somebody else gave because it's Mamash precious to them. Mamash precious. And I think the Baal Shem says that this is how our avoid is Tashem. We're stuttering. Essentially, we're stuttering. No matter how nicely we daven, we're stuttering. It's all a derech ki'ilu. But that's Hashem's tainuk. Our little stuttering, that's Hashem's tainuk. Why? Because it comes from a rutzon. And that rutzon is shalim. That rutzon is shalim. It doesn't say the rutzon is a ki'ilu. The avoid is our ki'ilu. But the tikkun of that is the ritsoyness. And that ritsoyness is everything. I cannot go ahead and spend 2,000 years serving Hashem as I would like to do. I cannot do that. I'm, I'm only flesh and blood. I'm a human being. I can't even spend all my waking hours every moment. Davuk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I can't. And I can't be perfect. If I was perfect, I'd be an angel. And I'm not. I'm very far from perfect. And I, I believe all of us. I could only speak for myself. Or maybe I, I don't know. But myself, I, very far from perfect. And even that's an understatement in a certain way. But in as much as I express a ratzon, I can want to serve Hashem for 2,000 years. And I can channel that all-encompassing infinite desire into my little ki'ilu avoides. And Hashem looks at it and He says, ah, there's nothing more precious. Why? It's a little broken thing I put together for you. It doesn't even work. You know, a kid goes ahead and builds something. It does, there's no utility. It doesn't function. It's nothing. But the Rebbe Shalom sees that as a keli, like we said, as a vessel that encompasses our ratzon. It communicates just how much we want. That if we were angels, we'd be doing it perfectly. It's just we can't. That's not our fault. But he's trying to bring home this point and hammer it home. It's so clear. He's trying to hammer home the point that all of our avoidas, that's not the ikr. It can't be the ikr because it's incomplete. What then is the ikr? It's the ratzon they communicate. It's all a joke. It's a big, fat joke. In accordance with Hashem's gedula. Let's read this. Then we'll speak for a minute about ratzon and we will close for tonight. Until next week. But the Chavis Halavavah says like this. In the Hakdama, I really highly, highly encourage you, if you haven't already, to just take a look at the Hakdama, really to learn the Sefer if you can. But just the Hakdama of Chavis Alavavis is so powerful, mamish powerful. So this is a very important piece of that, where he says, das berura, and he says, I've become clear. Ki ki that the Chayv of our Eivarim, in terms of the mitzvahs maisiyas, of what we're called upon to go ahead and accomplish in this world, they are not complete. Unless they are filled 
with a Ratzan HaLev, there's a Rishan, it's not some Hasidish Tyre. Mamish a Rishan. The desire of the heart and the yearning of the soul. To perform them. This is our taiva. This is our desire. This is what we're drawn toward. This is what we're compelled toward. Listen to this. And he says, if our hearts are, and we think, and we're mistaken to think that our hearts aren't important and aren't necessary in this engagement with Yiddishkeit, listen to these words. He says, so then good. There would have been no reason for us to have mitzvahs in the first place. And you can hear in this line an echo of Ibn Ahmed saying that the mitzvah, the actions on their own are so incomplete that for them alone, there's no reason for us to be commanded in them. Ah, but when we start to see them as means for ratzon, then they have mashma'ut. But without that, it's kaguf b'le'neshama. Like Chazal described Tefillah, without Kavanah, it's Kaguf Neshama. And it's Kol of Anifsa, and it doesn't last, and it's nothing. And so we're Malamet Tzchus, that every Jew, even if he does avoid us without any Machshava, it's still changing the world, and like we say in chapter 1, it's all sweet, and it's nice, and it's true. But we shouldn't suffice with that. Chevra like us, there's no reason to suffice for that. We want to shoot for the top. Why do we have to settle for a Bidyevet? Even if it does work, but it's certainly not the same as if we're serving Hashem with fire, mamish fire. It's not the same. There's no reason why we can't be. There's no reason for it, especially today. There's no reason for it. So he says, if we made that mistake that, we're, that our hearts have no portion in the action, we would have no obligation to perform the mitzvah because he says the action cannot be complete on its own because it's essentially like we learned from Ibn Nachman one big schaik schaik ba'alma one big ki ilu the ki vanchen is barer ki aboyre chayiv asabirena b'mitzvahs but now that we see that Hashem has given us mitzvahs as incomplete as they are going to look when we perform them but He wants them once we've now been commanded with the mitzvahs, it wouldn't be logical for us to leave aside the chalik of nefesh and lave which are the mivchar chalki atzmenu. That's who we are. That's where we are. Everybody knows this. There's a complete difference between the way in which a person engages in something he wants to do and the way a person engages in something he doesn't want to do. It's just completely different. And we would be right in describing the distinction between them as the person not being as there in the thing he doesn't want to do than he is or than she is in the thing that they do want to do. It's just, it's not the same. You're not there. You are where your rutzon is. That's, that's you. You're the keser. Keser is rutzon. That's the highest part of who you are. That's the essence of who you are. So we can't leave that aside. And hear these words, again, as much as we can. That also echoes, I wonder if Rabbi Nachman based himself on this Chavis al There are so many different elements from this piece that we found in Sicha Saran. is kol Hashem bakoyach. Hashem is only asking us to do what we can. But shebehem gemar ha'avoida, it's through nefesh and lev and ratzon and cheshek that our avoda is completed. 
Because that's what Avodah was for. So to get obsessed with halachic minutia, which we do need to care very much about and invest a lot of time as much as we can to clarify and to keep, for sure. But to get obsessed and caught up to the point that we forget what the purpose of all of this is, is a, is a terrible avla. It's a terrible distortion. Because what we're left with is chatzitzuras. We're left with a bunch of chatzitzuras. You know, we're, we're, we're left with, with, with ki'ilus and schoik ba'alma without the meaning and the lave that that schoik ba'alma, that ki'ilu, was supposed to communicate. And that's not a good scene. So again, bidiyevet, does it work? And your yotzir mitzvah is absolutely. But we're shooting for a lechatchila. We're just shooting. Our generation is shooting for a lechatchila. Because the bidiyevets might work, but they produce terrible, terrible, terrible effects communally. It's an interesting thing I'm saying now. Spiritually, the B'dayevad Yiddishkeit works. And Avishachayim is very clear on that. But it's not drawing our kids in. It's not strong enough to prevent them from looking for excitement and meaning elsewhere. It's not strengthening marriages as it should, etc., etc., etc. So it has its own host of peripheral issues or secondary effects that we're trying to avoid very much. And so we need to be shooting for a lechatchilach ever, which we are. And with this we'll finish. Therefore, we are commanded in each mitzvah with the chilek ad galui, putting on tefillin, wearing tzitzes, lighting Shabbos candles, hilchas Shabbos, and so on and so forth. And the hidden chilek of pnimius, of a lave, of moach, of kavana, of feeling, of intention, of being present, of binding the prat to the cloud. So that we bind up all of us, our goof and our nefesh, and bring all of us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what mitzvahs are for. And so the mitzvah itself, like we learned, is going to be necessarily incomplete. And the mitzvah itself is going to be something that's a ki'ilu. It's going to be something that's a schoik. It's going to be something that's a joke. But when we could express our ratzim, the ratzim is all-encompassing. And that Ratzon is as, as wide as Mamish, the, the, the ocean and the expanse of heaven and earth. Our Ratzon. We might not be able to actualize everything. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy. It's not in our Koyach and Kol Hashem Koyach. But the Ratzon that a Jew could feel to Mamish change the world even though we might not be able to. And to Mamish wipe the tears off every human face. And to Mamish prevent people from suffering, etc., etc. You can feel that in your heart. You can. And that Ratzon, when we channel it through the Pratim, the Klal of our Ratzon comes through and it binds all of the different Pratim together and it forms the grand portrait of a Yiddishkeit that's bursting with life, feeling, and the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. We should be zeichet to serve Hashem in such a way. We should be zeichet to spend time thinking about this house, this essence of our lives, commit ourselves to it, devote ourselves to it, learn about the mitzvahs, foster that feeling, bring Hashem into our lives as a reality, and in so doing, Be'ez Hashem, our lives should be filled and will be filled with a tremendous amount of bracha, beruchnius, obegashmius, adbiyaz goyal tzedek, bimheir v'yameinu mamesh, amen v'amen. Thank you so, so much for joining to all. What a privilege. And Mamish, Mamish Ashrenu. Mamish Ashrenu. Let's just read this note that Leia is writing over here. Like the vice when the lost princess had to find for himself a place and stay there for a full year in his free time. Right, in his free time. Exactly. Even when we're not actively serving Hashem. She says, when you have a panai, that's an important nakuda. 
princess-oriented Yiddishkeit is even in your free time. Because there's no such thing as free time. It's all Avodah Hashem. Thank you so much for sharing. L'chaim levracha to all. And Be'ezer uh, Hashem, there's no Parsha Shir this, this, uh, this week on Thursday. We're going to be traveling. Be'ezer Hashem next week. Siyat Hashem. I have very exciting things in the works with Hashem's help. Okay? Thank you so much. Kaltiv Chavra. Thank you. Kaltiv.